Hey, everybody. Welcome back to the Sportsmanlike Conduct podcast. I'm your host, Brian Argot, and I'm here with producer Steve the Dream. Uh, we got a lot to get through here today. Uh, we got a lot of NBA news. Uh, we got the free late free agency uh, really heating up there in the NBA. And then we got a lot going on in the baseball world. But first, Steve, how are you doing? I'm doing well, man. I'm doing well. It was a nice day here. We're about to get some rain. So it was a nice, nice little bit of sunshine today. And yeah, it's a life is yeah. good. No, oh, man. We got the sun coming out here in SoCal. We got uh, the sun coming out there in Philadelphia. And uh, man, yeah, uh, you know, we're doing East Coast, West Coast uh, podcasts <laughs> here, which is great. And uh, man, I love it. Trying to, trying to, um, you know, sometimes like when we're doing this, it's like either we record really early like a 5 a.m. here or we're doing a 5 p.m. here and it's like 8 p.m. Yeah. So it's, it's, like it's one or the other. Uh, yeah, exactly. Exactly. But uh, man, let's talk some basketball, dude. Uh, we had some big news over the weekend. Everyone was talking about it, that it was a blockbuster trade that happened. Yeah. Chris Paul going over to the, the Washington Wizards for, uh, and then in re- return for the Suns, they got their guy, Bradley Beal. I, when I say their guy, I'm not like, um, overly excited about this name when I hear it. Um, they did do they they did turn Chris Paul into I would say sort of an asset in Bradley Bill, a guy who has not played a full season in almost four years or at least more than seventy games, which is um, eye opening. So he's been very injury prone. He's not shot the ball well from three. Uh, has not shot over forty percent in almost four years. So it's like um, obviously Bradley Bill did not play on a lot of. Um, I would say serious contenders there in, in Washington, really, in a few years. But, um, yeah, man, the, this trade went down. What was the, your initial thought when it happened? Uh, I don't think – I mean, we kind of talked about it a little bit pre-show. I, I just – I mean, Chris Paul, you know, it's a name. It's awesome, but it's not – like you were saying, it's not the Chris Paul of five, six, seven years ago. Um, no. I don't know. I think – I don't know what the Wizards are trying to do here, but uh, I don't think that this is, this is going to take them to next year's well, finals. So – <laughs> well, their their former GM who gave him a who gave Bradley Bill a no trade clause, uh, possibly going to be one of the worst contracts ever yeah. that we're going to see. That um, definitely the worst contract as of now. The second one I, I thought was going to be the Rudy Gobert one, but nope. The, there was one dumber GM, and that was uh, <laughs> <laughs> that was uh, the one of the Wizards. Um, but man, uh, obviously there was uh, nothing the Wizards could really do. They just wanted to get out from underneath the contract. That's why they took Chris Paul in return. Yeah. Uh, they're talking about buying him out or there's reports about buying him out. I would not buy him out. I would uh, make him play all the way up until the, uh, up until about the midway point of the season to, to make him become an asset. Because the thing is, is they buy him out. Then what did you get in return for Bradley Beal? Cause this guy could have been traded two years ago where you could have got a boatload in return for him. This is before he got that dumb contract yeah. with a no trade clause. Um, this guy could have got you a, you know, we see all these contracts going around where, Multiple first round picks are returned in a, in a trade. Um, Bradley Bill would have commanded something like that. Uh, even last year, if you would have traded him at the deadline um, before he uh, was paid for the Supermax. But man, he, he's making a lot of money. I think in the final year of that contract, he's making like 50 something million. million. Yeah, it's crazy. Dude, it's insane. I mean, he's going to make 47 next year. Um, and I, it's just it's just a massive uh, deal for someone who I don't even think is one of the top 25 best players in the league. Yeah, and ESPN's calling it. Uh, they're they're forming a new big three with Devin Booker and Durant. Like I don't know, of course. I don't know about that. Everyone wants to call it big three. I would say two and a two half. Two and a half, right? And, <laughs> and you know, it's like, and I say that just because 
Kevin Durant is not the player that he was four years ago. Uh, this guy, you're talking about a guy who's also injury prone and Kevin Durant who can't stay on the court. I mean, ever since his Achilles injury, he hasn't played a full season and it's very worrisome. He gives me 35 years old. It's not like he's a young 30. He's at 35, you know, player with his caliber of injuries that he's had. Um, it's very worrisome. Obviously they have no depth. They have ways to work around the, um, to build depth, but they are going to be in that they, they've been calling the second tier of the, um, of the new CBA when it kicks in, I think in like nine days, um, they're going to be in some, a lot of trouble as far as like, they're just going to be owing a lot of money. Um, there is now something like if you're in that second tier for three to five, uh, three out of five years that like when they come up for their, when they get their first round picks back, cause they don't have any first round picks really for the next six years that they're able to trade um, that when they are able to pick in the first round, if they are in that three to five year range that they can't even they, that that first pick is the last pick regardless uh-huh. of where they are. So that, that's a, a whole, that's all a part of the new CBA. There's still so much stuff that they're figuring yeah. out. I think like teams are, but um, yeah, it is really uh, tricky now. It's um, it makes it a lot harder for teams like that. Like where, where we've seen the Lakers and Clippers um, trading all their assets to get, you know, the, the guy. So now it kind of, it has to make you think a little bit more if we're going to see all these kind of trades where all these first round picks are flying around. Um, I mean, maybe we'll see one this summer. Um, yeah. I, I don't know, but uh, I think teams are going to be a lot more hesitant on it, especially um, where they have to, you can only have really two max guys anymore. You can't have three really max guys yeah. or else that's going to really tie you up in that second tier. That's going to be a really bad thing Yeah, if you do. So, um, I, I do wonder uh, how these contracts are going to be uh, handed out. Maybe not this offseason we won't see it, but maybe next and the following one. You're definitely going to see the ramifications of this uh, CBA really kick in and uh, alter the way uh, teams do business. Uh, with players. Especially when you have bigger names that are becoming free agents too. I mean, I mean, yeah. you got somebody like potentially James Harden out on the market. Not that he's you know in his prime or anything, but I know Kyrie is a free agent this year. I think um, you know you got some. Yeah, there there were, there were rumors that. Uh, that the Suns were trying to work with the Mavericks for a signing oh, yeah. with, uh, with Kyrie, which I'm so glad it didn't happen because I love Devin Booker so much. That yeah. I do not want Kyrie. I do not want Kyrie Irving on his team unless he's coming <laughs> off the bench and playing five minutes yeah. or ten minutes a game. Yeah, so it's like I, I don't want to. I don't want to see that, and I'm sure Kevin Durant really doesn't yeah. want to play with Kyrie. No, either. no. I can't imagine that's going to be like you know. Hey man, how's it going? Oh, cool. You sabotaged my last game. Right. <laughs> That's great. Yeah. Come on. Let's go try to win another championship. Yeah. Game. It'll be like all it was like four years ago when they, they destroyed that Brooklyn the Nets, Nets team yeah. to be what it is. I mean, God, man, the Brooklyn Nets team before they both signed there, they were actually in a good spot. They just came out of this. They came out of this spot where they were like, cool. You know, remember the bro, the Prokhorov t- team where they traded all those picks to get, uh, the old Paul Pierce and Kevin Garnett yep. and, they give them all to the Celtics. Well, that was the first kind of contract that we ever saw, or sorry, that was the first kind of trade where we ever saw all these boatload of draft picks go and in, in for trades. That was the Danny age special. There, yeah. So. <laughs> but, uh, man, uh, but yeah, man, uh, but going back to the trade, um, I, I guess I like it a little bit more for the Suns. I don't know what it's going to really fetch you. I do think Bradley bill will find a role there. So many people are like worried about them, you know, all being shooters. But the one thing that we have seen with Kevin Durant is he's able to adjust with almost any player. And I think I think Devin Booker is um, slightly underrated in this part of his role where that guy, when he's point Booker, 
I think he's fantastic. And I think a guy like Bradley Bill will be able to play around those two guys as far as like as a spot up shooter. Um, so I really do think they'll find roles. Maybe, maybe they'll become a uh, Bill could come off the bench sometimes. He'll, uh, maybe there will be certain moments like that where they utilize them. I do like their coach. I love Frank Vogel. So um, obviously Frank Vogel needs some defensive pieces because he's a defensive minded head coach. So we're going to see what these, um, what happens here as far as what kind of signings they're able to do. Cause they're able to bring back some of their guys um, on like some bigger contracts to where it will make it a more of um, make it more of assets. So pretty much if they sign, like, I think uh, like Lo- uh, Longdale, one of their, um, their big men who played in the playoffs and they're, they're uh, able to sign him to, I think like a $9 million per year. They could trade that later on down the future um, for, for the same size of a contract, but they wouldn't be able to trade it for more. So um, there's something like that, but they can't go out and ex- uh, sign somebody for more than that. So it has to be one of their guys. So this is like part of the last kind of uh, way in the, with the CBA. So there, there are certain ways around it where they can get creative yeah. and that's going to be one of the ways how they're going to be able to create depth. And, and we haven't even talked about it, the DeAndre Ayton part of it uh, where uh, maybe he will stay. I, I don't see it happening. Um, I just don't know if Ayton loves to play basketball. Yeah. I don't know if he loves, or maybe I don't know if he doesn't love Phoenix. Right. Yeah. You never know with that kind of thing. I mean, he doesn't, he doesn't, he never looks like he's, uh, you know, he doesn't have like a whole lot of drive, it seems. I mean, man, watching him in that Denver series, that was, that, he, he was bad. Yeah. Man. He was really bad offensively and defensively. He was not really that great. I would, I would, um, there was a report and it was by Brian Windhorst saying that it's not impossible that the Suns could keep DeAndre Ayton. I'm like, why would they keep him? Trade him for something else. Just get, uh, get another big man in there. Like, get this guy out there, create, they need, they need Aiton to create depth. So whether if it's like who the Pacers were interested in him uh, last year, remember uh, the, the, the uh, Pacers offered him the, uh, the, I think the most they could give him was like around that contract, but the Suns were able to match it because he was a restricted free agent. So maybe if the Pacers are interested in him and go out and get maybe miles Turner, who's always linked in trades, uh, buddy healed, who's a good shooter and someone that could give them some depth. But, um, I, I, I do think the Suns will get some depth over over time. It's just a uh, kind of kind of just curious to see once uh, free agency is gonna start to see where um, where some of these guys do go because there are gonna be a lot of guys signing these minimum uh, contract uh, the uh, minimum level. So uh, you know a lot of people I think are gonna be doing that to go to Denver. Like you saw Bruce Brown do it last year yeah. for Denver. Yep. Uh, wanted to go there and play so. Uh, that guy's and he played an important he played an important role in that final series too, especially towards the end there. That, that's what the Suns are gonna have to yeah. do to really get some of their guys. Uh, but yeah, man, enough on that trade. CP3 I think stays. I don't think the Wizards will buy him out. No. Uh, let's kind of move on to what you were talking about earlier, Philly uh, Harden, man. Yeah, yeah. There's uh, some some buzz around here uh, around town that he he might be. I mean, he has like another two weeks I think to take or another what does he have nine days to take that option. Nine. Yeah. Um, and they're um, talking like he might he might take it uh, after, you know, what we heard towards the end of the finals there where he was, you know, on his way out pretty much. I mean, they were all saying, well, Harden's not going to be returning to Philly. And uh, well, it's more like a Doc Rivers. Uh, kind of yeah. And that's what I'm that's what like we were saying pre-show. I think that might be a big part of it now that Doc Rivers is gone. I think they're kind of reconsidering that. And maybe he's reconsidering. Yeah. 
Yeah, I mean, there there was a, there was a lot of it. Uh, him wanting to go back to Houston, that, that was rumored. Anyways. And they talked about that um, last off season before this past season too. Right. That was last year's yeah. news. He was talking about going back to Houston, or Houston was interested, and then they brought that back it, up. And it, yeah, I haven't heard anything else outside it, of that. So, if I'm Houston, I'm like, why do we want the guy back? <laughs> yes. We put it on our team what? and we give up. <laughs> he a had nine points in that last finals or, uh, game against the Celtics. He had like nine points. It's like okay, it was your, he was really your bad. clutch postseason I, I Harden. I don't understand why they would want him for all that kind of for all that money because they're gonna throw a lot of money at him. Yeah. Um, it's not like he's young anymore. Um, guy was in the 08 draft, <laughs> yeah. so again or 09 draft, uh, not not young player. So, um, yeah, man. So uh, it was a uh, Kyle uh, Newback of uh, of the Philly Boys saying Harden returning to the 76ers uh, on a team friendly deal remains the focus of Philadelphia's offseason. So I wonder what a team a team friendly, friendly right? That's the key. <laughs> yeah, are they going to get him for four years at a hundred million? Because that would be very team friendly, and I would love to see Harden come back. Right, and that to, that option is thirty five point six million. So yeah, yeah four he, years at a hundred. Oh, he's going to decline the option. He'll decline. The yeah, option yeah, for yeah. sure. Um, obviously, Harden wants the super max that he or the max that he's able eligible to get. Yeah. Um, I do not want to pay. Uh, James Harden at this point in his career, no. two hundred million. No, I wouldn't even pay him thirty-five um, six for a year. I mean, and I think I think that Philadelphia's ownership is, you know, I think they are um, scared to do that, and I don't think they want to do it. And Daryl Morey, I think, would do it, but um, I, I think there's some hesitation. And I got to imagine that um, looks like, hey man, this is your guy, you bring him in, but we're not giving him this big massive contract because he does. Quite frankly, he doesn't deserve it. No. He really doesn't deserve it at this point in career. And plus, if they do, then they could just kiss. Because um, if they don't do anything next year, just kiss uh, Joel and beat goodbye. Because uh, he will not come back. I, I think, I think this is going to be one of the last years you will see Joel and beat in a 76 uniform. Yeah, I could see that. Yeah. Um, I mean, there was even talks there for a minute during the during the regular season this year of of him yeah, he'll be leaving. Sure. Yeah, so I wouldn't be surprised. Yeah, uh, I mean, they have a lot to think about. Um, like I said, Harden do come Harden coming back uh, would create a lot if, if he does sign a free team friendly deal. It g- does give the Sixers some room. They could because they could trade to, Tobias Harris, who's a, an expiring contract. Um, so they do have moves. And if they want to upgrade, really get serious about upgrading a piece, Tyrese Maxey, who is a very hot, who would be a very hot commodity in the market, uh, he would command a lot. So uh, there there is a lot there to kind of really of like oh maybe we can go out and get maxi maybe this is going to be the guy so um that that's something that i would just kind of look out for um yeah i i think the sixers should keep maxi i think he's uh i love maxi he's, like, <laughs> he's awesome yeah and he's, he's like, like 23 a, years old or something Jalen brunson yeah 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 he's like a Jalen brunson type where it's like man um i cannot believe the mavericks let this guy go like if the philly the sixers let him go i'd be like what are they thinking yeah uh yeah he's he's just one of those guys that i'm just like uh, I'm not trading him anymore. No, no, um, I wouldn't. Yeah, man. Uh, there's also a few other rumors. The Dame, um, Dame came out today and said he'd prefer that Portland trade the number three pick. Um, if I was Port- if I'm Portland, I'm like, sayonara, Dame. Thank you for all your, uh, <laughs> for all the years. Um, they don't owe Dame anything. I mean, they don't. They really tried to build a team around him for years. They're in salary cap hell. They have one of the worst contracts in the league with uh, Yusuf Nurkic on their team. Uh, that guy's making like twenty something million. Or he's making like uh, twenty million dollars a year. Uh, he's one of the worst centers in the league. Um, they they just they, it's not a winning team. Even if they go out and get 
So did you see today that they're rumored to get Bam? Bam, yeah. And for the number three, yep. for number three pick, um, I like Bam. Bam is great. He had a, I mean, he he was probably the best player in the finals for the uh, year. Absolutely. Uh, yeah. Um, I just don't know if that does it. Does that get you enough to beat the uh, Nuggets? Does that get you enough to beat the Lakers? Does that get you enough to beat the Suns? It does not. I don't even think it makes them a top five or six team in the in the West. Yeah, I mean. I mean, we saw him. Yeah, well, like you said, he had he had a. I mean, he was probably the best player in the in the finals for the Heat. But who was he with? I mean, he was surrounded by people like Jimmy Butler and Kyle Lowry, and um, you know, like I don't know. I just don't know about that. It's the same thing as the the, the CP three thing. It's like, does that get them to the yeah, right. to the yeah, finals? Right. I don't know. I, I don't think Bam is that kind of player. Um, no, I mean, I, I think he's a, I think he's very good. Um, I think he's still, he's slightly I, I past his prime, and I, I just I don't know. Yeah, I I don't think it makes him one of the six best eight teams in the league. No. I think what they I, and I think deep down inside, ownership and the and uh, management knows that what is best for the team, but they're they're tied in with this you know let's be loyal to Dame kind of thing, and I I just um I think that's really just blocking their judgment. I I think they should. I really think what ho- they're hoping is that Dame comes out and requests a trade. I think that's what they're really hoping for because they don't want to be the ones that be like, oh, you know, Dame, you know, we uh, traded Dame because, you know, uh, we thought it was best for the team. No, they would rather have the narrative that Dame requested a trade. You know, we did everything to try to keep him. Right. thing is, is Dame is making a lot of money. Um, he's making about $50 million a year. He's an aging uh, guard. Um, his, his play is not going to age really well. Um, he's another guy who gets injured all the time. Um, and now man, it's like, it's like, okay, we have, we have the, uh, third pick in the draft. We could get either scoot Henderson or we could get Miller. So it's like, we could get one of these guys, um, or maybe one of the, if the Spurs decide to shock us in the draft <laughs> just, <laughs> just, just kidding. But, uh, uh, man, um, but yeah, if, uh, you know, the, that that is, I think, their preferred method to do. Yeah, and w- just imagine the boatload that they could get for a name trade. Well, yeah, and that, here's a, here's a funny thing. So this morning on the Get Up podcast, um, uh, ESPN's Brian Winhurst says this quote: "Dame does not want a young movement. He wants to play with veterans. He wants the team to upgrade fast and immediately with veteran players that could help him now." So, oh yeah, I mean that that's been his thing the whole time. Right. Everyone. That and everyone kind of knows that it's like, cool. Dame doesn't want to, um, you know, play with all the young. He doesn't talent. want to be the they, vet. They have a lot of he young wants to talent. be surrounded by vets. Yeah, yeah. They have Simons. They have, uh, you know, Mather, right. who's really talented young players on that team. So it's like, you know, he he'd probably prefer those players to be traded to bring in some new talent. And and that's the thing is like, I just don't know who they would get out there that would really make them one of the three to five best player uh, teams in the West. I just don't. Um. Th- but yeah, I, I just, I really don't get it. And, um, I'm really like, I'm just scared for Portland because if they do decide to make a trade for, um, for, you know, giving up the third pick, giving up Simon's giving, giving up Benedict Matherin, uh, that's going to be the best thing go for them going forward. But yeah, I'm, I'm just really kind of scared for them at this point. But, um, yeah, Dame's yeah, making a, 42 a million, them. 42 million this year. Yeah. Read, read it all off. Does it have the whole contract there? No, but, I, but I'll look it up because I know those numbers. Those numbers, I think, get as high as like the fifty million, just like the, where Bradley Bill is at. And yeah, let's see. Dame, uh, Dame, 
uh so sport track sport track awesome. has he made he made 39 in 21 22 he made 42 okay. million in 23 he made 45 million and next year Man. he's expected to make 49 million so yeah it's going up and up and up and then yeah i guess i'll be a free agent oh no and then he's got yeah 58 million in 25 on the extension wow. and then 2026 on the player option he'll make 63 million on a player option on a that's player insane. option <laughs> in well, that's three the same years thing with Bradley Bill. i think he has a player option for 57 million in year night uh, final year of his deal so yeah, that's, um, that's crazy it, man it's I mean, like and now, here's the other thing about Dame Lillard. He's 32 years old. Yeah. 32. He's not, he's not 30. And he was, you know, he was not like, uh, he was in the 2012, 2013 draft. 2012. Yep. 2012 draft. Okay. He was sixth overall. Yeah, like, Bradley Beal was in the same class and he was thir- third overall. And Bradley Beal is, I think, 30 right now. So, yeah. Yeah. Um, man. And Bradley, those, here, those real are, quick, Bradley Beal's player option for 2026 oh, is 57 million. 57 million. Yeah. Yeah. Man. That's uh that's insane, man. That's unbelievable. Um, <laughs> just oh uh, god, not a that guy. Those are gonna be really terrible contracts. And owners are gonna be like, damn, did we really uh agree to this CBA back in the day? <laughs> yeah. You know, and, and it's like, oh uh, man, or maybe they're just maybe it's not gonna be that. Maybe uh own ownerships and be like, God, I can't believe we played we paid Bradley Bill this much money. That's crazy. Um, we paid fully Rudy fully Bill guaranteed. Yeah, it's unbelievable. Oh yeah, it's all it's all it's fully all fully guaranteed. guaranteed. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, it's um, it's just crazy. Yeah. Uh the other other player who who opted out yesterday or was uh Draymond Yeah, Green. how about that? Uh, huh? He opted out. So it's the he end of the Splash Bros, for... huh? Which uh, we kind of we'll yeah, yeah. We he he opted out. He was he was making tw- going to make 27 million dollars if he opted into his contract. Um I don't think he's worth that. I don't think he's going to get that annually, but I do think he will make around four to five years that maybe um maybe I, you know actually i'm gonna i'm gonna go out on a limb and say a team overpays for Draymond green i would agree I'm with gonna, that and it could be the warriors yeah it could be the. Warriors i mean their new gms he's, he's, said that they want him back so and, yeah. they, and, and plus they, i think he's more valuable at this point than clay thompson is to the warriors yeah i agree yeah and um and draymond i think uh at this point in his career even though i think he still has a few solid years he's still one of the best defenders in the league He's in his basketball IQ is one of the best in the league. Yeah. As much as like, I don't like his antics. Um, his IQ is still up there and uh, that is so valuable to a team. I mean, you see what like a guy like PJ Tucker does to the, like for the Sixers. Well, um, Draymond right now at this point, in his career is like uh, on steroids for like a, ster- a PJ Tucker on, on steroids, steroids. Yeah. Yeah. And so it's like, uh, but just way better with the ball than PJ Tucker. But um Man, uh, Dray, like I said, Draymond just does those little things that, like, off the ball, on the with the ball, like, just uh, that really goes unnoticed sometimes. Um, that I think, like, some teams are gonna go out and say, "Hey, cool, we'll give you this much money." Maybe he declines that and comes back to the Warriors on a discount. Um, I, I do eventually think that he will probably just stay with the Warriors after this, and and uh, yeah, you know, maybe I mean, that could be one of those four-year, hundred million deals. Uh yeah maybe that's what he, maybe that's what uh the Warriors offer him yeah because uh, they're they're they don't have a lot of flexibility no that this is simple they don't have a lot of flexibility at all so um going from there but yeah man um uh, he he's a guy uh, like I I really don't know where 
he'll go outside of Golden State. Maybe the Lakers. The Lakers, but, yeah. And again, mm. um, I don't think the Lakers could even offer him that much of a, on a contract. Um, plus, like unless they do like a sign and trade, but then again, it's like who would they give up for him? Right. Um, I I just know that maybe Draymond wants to play with LeBron. Um, I, th- I know they're they're good friends. I think they're partying right now in Europe <laughs> as it is. Nice. Um, <laughs> as uh, rumors have been said, they just can't afford. But, they uh, just can't afford the Lakers. Just can't afford it. I mean, no, no, they're they're kind of in a sun situation where they can't give out contracts right. or like that between LeBron only... and AD, and then they have um, D'Angelo Russell's on a big contract, I think too. So. No, Russell will be a free agent. Um, they could do a. They could. Oh, is he coming up? On they could resign that? him. Okay. Yeah. Uh, he. I think he's not restricted. Austin Reeves is restricted. Austin Reeves. So, yeah. So say say if uh the Spurs or somebody gave him a hundred million dollars, Austin Reeves, or I think the max that someone could offer Reeves is like ninety seven million. So the Lakers can match that, but that's about as most they but can that's do. That's it. Match yeah. Those. Yeah. Exactly. They can't. They can only do the guys that they had coming into going into the year. So, but. Uh, they're they're going to retain that guy like Austin Reeves. Um, I think Russell will be. Uh, I think he'll be signing like one of those small deals. I I just don't see a team giving D'Angelo Russell fifteen sixty million dollars a year. If they do, I'm going to be like, what are they watching? <laughs> yeah. He's he's one of the most Jekyll and Hyde players in the mm-hmm. NBA um, at this point. But uh, a guy who I would like to see sign um, somewhere on a really interesting team is Kyle Kuzma. I I love Kyle Kuzma. I think he's a really talented player. Um, I, I love, I, I think he's just, I think he knows his spots on teams. Yeah. Um, and, uh, I think he could be a vital piece, a, a vital piece to a championship team. So we really curious to see where he ends up going now that he opted. Yeah. Out he opted out, out of his deal. I think. Out. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Um, no man, uh, not a lot of big name free agents. Like, you know, the James Harden, thing doesn't blow you off the table because James Harden's a little older. Um, the Draymond thing, same thing. Um, uh, but there will be a lot of movements. I do think there will be a, buttload of trades because i think a lot of teams are they have to get creative and get frisky so we will see that um but yeah man uh we talked a lot about basketball here let's get into some uh mlb man there uh we had a lot a lot going on this past weekend dodgers got swept by the giants uh, giants have now won eight straight they're going for nine today um man that did you see the walk-off yesterday they had yeah D- down four zero down four nothing yep and uh, came back, walk off. <laughs> uh, y- y- <clears throat> sorry, Yastrzemski. I was going to say Yasmani. Uh, Yastrzemski uh, had two home runs yesterday, including a three-run walk off in the the uh, in the extra innings. Man, and uh, went over and into splash zone over there. Man, it's just a. Uh, I don't. I just don't understand what's going on in baseball right now. The Gi- the Giants are in second place in the NOS, and the Dodgers are third. Yeah. The Diamondbacks have a three and a half game lead over the Giants. Um, the Dodgers are just imploding right now. I don't know what's going on. I know, and I, I'm not going to say imploding. They're 39 and 33, but, um, I, I just, uh, I just don't get it, man. Right. There was, um, I was, and this is from talking baseball, four teams that made the playoffs there. So of all the teams that made the playoffs last year at the playoffs were to start today, only four teams from last year would make the playoffs That's today. Crazy. And, and we talked about it. It's the Braves, the Yankees. Uh, the Rays and uh, and the Dodgers. The Dodgers uh, hold that last wild card spot right the Dodgers, now. Yep. Yep. There you go. Yeah. So, which, which is, crazy is crazy to say so, because they won a division for the past ten years, and they're in a wild yeah. card slot. <laughs> like what? Well, and I mean, man, dude, and we. This is the whole reason why we we kept bringing up the whole Freddie Freeman MVP. Yeah. Case, like that. Why? Like it's it should be really looked at. And 
and I think will be really looked at once it comes to the end of the season, um, is why this team is just really not good from the bottom. I mean, they, they have a lot of, they, they hit a lot of home runs for the out, outside of Mookie Betts and, um, uh, and, uh, Freddie Freeman. Uh, their starting rotation is not, has not been healthy and has not been good. And their bullpen has been uh, abysmal. pretty bad. I mean, yeah. <laughs> they, they, they started off really good, but the, I think in the last like three weeks, man, they've, they've cost them a lot of games. So, I mean, uh, I think the giant, man, the giants uh, shut them out at home. They won like 15 to zero yeah, yeah. or something like that yep. at home over the weekend. So, um, yeah, so the the Dodgers have a lot of questions to answer. The the D backs have been steadily going, um, but man, yeah, how about them Giants, dude? They it's uh, they're rolling. Crazy. Man. What did they? What did they? Were they eight straight? Yeah, eight straight wins. That's uh, unbelievable. Straight, yeah, yeah, going for that's nine the best streak in the league, I think. Yeah, uh, it is, man. And we we were talking about this pre-show. There's a lot of winning streaks right now going on. Mm-hmm. I mean, not 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 to mention that, but in the in the NL East, in, in my Mets crappy division. Um, <laughs> The Mets have won. Yeah, they've won. Yeah, I was gonna say they've won one. <laughs> so, so the Marlins—they just lost like 20 minutes ago, but they had a five-game win streak going today. Um, uh, we'll and we'll talk more about the Marlins later because we've got to get into talking about Luis Arias. Yeah, but the the Phillies—they won six straight, yeah. and the Braves have won six yeah. straight. Yeah, the Phillies have been one of those the most hottest teams. In baseball. Yeah, one of those is going to end tonight though because the Phillies are down four-one to the Braves in the ninth. So, uh, oh right, oh right. wow, yeah. So the Braves are probably going to go for seven in a row. Um, but yeah, man, there, there's, it's been a lot. Um, let's see who else. Uh, oh yeah. And the, and the Red yeah, Sox the Giants and the Red straight. Sox. Yeah. Well, and then the other team, man, everyone's like, what about my red hot reds? <laughs> the nine game winning streak for the red hot reds. Oh Ellie Dela Cruz went oppo today. The reds are leading the division over the, that crappy NL central. Oh my God. Um, again, man, my brain is just broken from all this. Um, the Cardinals are in last place. They're eight games back of the Reds. Oh um, they're thirty and forty-three. I don't know. I thought the I thought the Cardinals would be able to come out of it, man. But their pitching is terrible. Yeah. Um, and I just don't know. Even if they make some trades, I don't know how much better they're going to get uh, from all this, man. So um, the the Reds do have some good starters. Uh, leading with there with Hunter Green, they they have some guys there where you're like, oh man, maybe uh, Lodolo and uh, Green could really kind of lead the way for them. And um, Hey, the uh, Phil, yeah, the Phils played Joey them. Votto. Yeah, Joey Votto. The Phils played them earlier in the year, and I watched Lodolo, and he looked he looked really good. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, he looked really good. Yeah. Um, and the who, we know who's not good. The Brewers are not good. They uh, <laughs> yeah. they lack offense. Their pitching is not good. Burns has been terrible. Yeah, he he lost yesterday. Um, yeah, man. I I uh, the Pirates have lost seven in a row. After me and you placed a little, uh, little something yeah. on that, uh, they decided to lose. Hey, guys, we're losing. The they next just seven lost in seven row. in a row. They just lost for two oh, weeks, man. and they're losing right now to the Cubs, four to nothing. <laughs> yeah, four to nothing, man. That leads us. That's another team that's been kind of hot lately. Not crazy, but the yeah, Cubs no, have been winning some they're games. Eight. They're eight and two in their last yeah, ten. They're, yep. Yep. They're the only and, team uh, in that division yeah. with a positive run differential, too. Interesting. That's, that's that shows you how bad that central that, is. That, <laughs> That that but that's something to actually watch out for too. Yeah, I mean, um, although the the, Red, the Reds, I do like their lineup more than I think almost any other. I I mean, I gotta say I like the Cardinals lineup better just because they have Nolan Arenado and Paul and Goldschmidt. Yeah, yeah, but but the Reds, I like a lot of their players, man. Um, this is a team I watched last year because I was doing a lot of uh, gambling last year, <laughs> and uh, this was a team that I was like always kind of watching. I was looking for this over all the time with the Reds. But because uh, they always scored some runs, 
you, uh, you know, TJ Friedel is a guy who's averaging 314. McLean is averaging 315. And he wasn't on there last year. He's a rookie for them. Um, Spencer Steer. He's been playing well. Huh? Spencer Steer. Yeah, yeah. Steer. Um, another guy, 271. Joey Votto, who came up yesterday. Uh, Votto had a game, homered yesterday. Uh, Jake Rake Fraley uh, is in 265. Ellie Dela Cruz in 308. Jonathan India, 269. There's a there's a lot to like there about this team, and they, and that's not even mentioning uh, Nick Stanzel, who's uh, I think he didn't play today or he's either hurt, and then also uh, uh, Stevenson, their catcher, who um, he he is hurt because uh, they have a uh, they had Casale in today who's batting 159. So it's like man, uh, this is a team who has a bunch of hitters on there, and they all like playing with each other. And um, man, I, the Dela Cruz thing is maybe he's gonna um, he gives them a spark, man, because since since he's gotten called up, man, this team, you know, one they uh remember they won that series against the Dodgers, and now they're on a nine game winning streak. So, um, uh, again, uh, not gonna threaten our our uh, Corbin Carroll uh, bet there for the rookie of the year because we I think I placed a little small wager on him. Yeah, but uh, and that's it's hard to argue because I mean I watched him that Philly series. Uh, he's just he's an incredible fielder he, he hits the ball i mean he, he's a smart batter he's calm yeah. he's cool he's collect you know he doesn't you're talking about corbin carroll or you're talking about uh, i'm talking about corbin right. carroll but oh yeah. yeah well he he went he had a 16th homer yesterday yeah um that, that guy's the reason why they're first that's the only reason last. yeah <laughs> him and, and zach I, allen I mean, they're in a, <laughs> and i mean if you're looking at it and you're looking at narratives uh Corbin Carroll plays in a way tougher division than uh, what this uh, Dela Cruz. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, sorry, yeah, the the Central is. I mean, yeah, uh, with the the Cardinals, with the, the Brewers who stink, uh, the Pirates who are just so Jekyll and Hyde. Yeah, yeah. Um, just uh, God, just a, a head scratcher with them sometimes, and the Cubs who, um, you know, now that since they got Bellinger back, they've been winning a lot more. So, um, actually, they were doing that before Bellinger got back, but yeah. Um, yeah, man, a, a lot going on there. Let, let's, uh, before we skip over, let's talk about Luis Arise, man. Guy went yeah. five for five yesterday. Yeah. Um, dude, he just puts bats to the ball. Not, doesn't overpower it. That's why he's not making all these headlines and, you know, oh my God. It's like, you know, every time Otani hits a home run, it, you know, it's like they, they throw it up everywhere because yeah, Shoei Otani is just so marketable. But Luis Arise, man, he just puts the bat on the ball. He, he had two five for five games this month. Yeah. That's and crazy. Yeah, he's leading the league um, in hits too, 102 hits already. And I think last week on the podcast, man, I I said, or I was like, you know, oh, maybe Arise is finally slowing down because he he was hitting like 380. <laughs> yeah, batting he's slowing down back up over 400. <laughs> I know it's crazy. I know, dude. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. and it's like nuts. Because uh, the day after that podcast, that's when he went five for five. Yeah, and then he went five for five uh, yesterday, I think too. Yeah, I, I want to see what he went today because I know they lost today to the uh, Blue Jays. Uh, he, I'm going to be disappointed if you only got two hits. Uh, yeah, right. Uh, <laughs> you got one hit today. So it was a batting average, uh, three, 398, man. Um, I mean, we the where the Marlins are at, they're second in the NL, uh, in the NL East. We, we got to give – we just got to give them a little bit of praise, man. We got to uh, give uh, Arias an MVP convers- in the MVP conversation. Yeah. Um, you know, being just up there in that, uh, the Marlins are 30 or 42 and 32. They're 10 games over. Um, I mean, man, uh, I don't know if it's the Jeter ownership leaving, uh, what it is, or uh, but, man, uh, obviously they have good pitching, but 
you know, you got to score some runs and Arias has been, has been that. And they also do have some really good starters. They have uh, Edwin Cabrera. They have uh, Braxton, uh, Garrett, uh, Sandy Alcantara, who's not, has not been good this year. No. His ERA is not, it has not been great. So, um, you know, a guy like uh, Luis Arias, man, he really does put a spark in that lineup. Yeah. And, uh, you know, we just got to kind of say, you know, uh, you got to have him up there. I'm not, not saying he's going to win it because uh, Rama Acuna and uh, Freddie Freeman are probably going to uh, distance themselves. But, you know, um, th- those two, those two guys are really good at, um, at their positions too. Yeah. Arias, who is not the, probably the best uh, fielder, fielder in, yeah. in the league at his position. So uh, that, that's probably what it's going to knock him for the MVP votes. But man, I'm just, just to say, uh, he has the he has to be mentioned uh, up there with those guys, and also we got to mention Corbin Carroll, who's another guy. But um, yeah, man, uh, good job to the Marlins. Um, they're rolling, man. Uh, lo- love to see that. Uh, let's see. Yeah, I think let's they I think they won that. I think they won that trade <laughs> with Minnesota. Oh, yeah, yeah. Pablo Lopez, <laughs> Pablo oh, Lopez is third in strikeouts in the in the majors, but I mean okay. Minnesota's uh, not. Well, what is what is the ERA? Uh, his ERA right now is 4.4. Man, wow, yeah. And the twins, um, and the twins are the you want. and the twins are under 500. That's what I'm saying. So, yeah, and they're leading the division, by the way, <laughs> right? Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> they just keep going back and forth. It's crazy. They they win two, they lose three. It's just like, man, I still think uh, Cleveland's gonna take that division. I, I do think so. They're yeah. only two games back. Um, they just called it their top pitching prospect today, Cleveland did. So um, I'm curious to see um, how they are because what, what has hurt them and what was really prominent for them last year was their pitching. So yeah, uh, remember they, they DFA'd uh, please, please who was a quality starter for them last year. Um, this was a team where we talked about a few weeks ago, would they trade Shane, Shane Bieber? Bieber? Yeah. Um, I mean, you, you can't, you can't, they're two games back. There's no way like going into the all-star break. If they're only, you know, a few games back or maybe they're a game ahead, you can't trade anybody. You can't, maybe they do make a trade for somebody. Um, yeah. That, and then who, maybe, right. It would have to be a pitcher. I would think, I mean, who's their number one after that Quantrill. No, uh, you have Tristan McKenzie, who was also really good, who they are just got back. So, right. Uh, He's only he played was, two he games. Hurt, so, yeah. Yeah. Um, McKenzie, who was, uh, you know, who is, he's a Cy Young caliber starter man. Um, but uh, yeah, the, this uh, division, man, the pirate, uh, sorry, not the pirates, the Detroit tigers who look like was going to do something. Um, yeah. They, they were winning there completely, but they're blowing yeah, up they yeah. <laughs> completely imploded. Just like our uh, pirates. Um, but man, like them, the white Sox have just stunk it up. Now they're three and seven in the last 10. They look like there was a team. And then, you know, um, I thought, you know, man, I thought the A's were the worst team in the league. It, the the Kansas City Royals are the worst team in the league. It is the Royals. Yeah. yeah I mean, it's close. I don't know, It's close, man. man. I don't know. No, I like the A's. I like the A's um, offense better than I like the Royals offense. The A's have um, 80 more runs scored against them than the Royals, and they have pretty much the same that, record. That, that's going for pitching, but who has a better offense? I, I would like to see... Who has scored more runs? Can you look Two, that up? Two seventy. It's two seventy-two for the Royals. Two sixty-two for the A's. Okay. For runs scored. Okay. Well, I'm wrong. Maybe, but Dude, their run, the A's kidding. run differential is negative two hundred three. That's got to be a record. <laughs> that's gotta be, that's, the next yeah. lowest is minus one hundred and thirteen, and it's the Royals. 
So there's still 90 games to be played. Dude, they haven't even won 20 games yet. They just haven't even won 20 games. Kansas City just won their 20th game today. Oh my God. (laughs) Or yesterday or whatever. Yeah. It's a big lead for (laughs) see who leads last place. (laughs) At least days have lost five straight after winning seven in a row. I mean, that that ended pretty quick. The whole uh, reverse, the reverse jinx or whatever, the reverse boycott. Yeah. Um, that they did last week where they drew all those fans. Where they drew a league average amount of fans. Let's let's make sure we yeah, say exactly. that. 27,000. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's pathetic. Yeah. Uh, I, I don't want to talk about them. Please spend too much time <laughs> on them last week. Um, uh, big, bigger news for, let, let's kind of go into the other AL teams. Let's we'll stay in that, um, in that the division, Yankees. the Angels. Oh, sorry. Yeah, yeah. No, no. We'll, uh, no, we're staying in the AL. Uh, but before we talk about the Angels, I want to talk about the Yankees. Because... Um, since Aaron Judge has been out, the Yankees are now four and six in the last ten. Um, they they won one today, but they lost four in a row yeah. before that. Um, uh, their offense has been mediocre mm-hmm. without Judge. Yep. Uh, it has been the main reason why they've been losing because they've been getting some they've been getting some um, some good games out of their offense, out, or sorry, uh, out of their pitching. I mean, um, their offense has been bad. The bullpen has been bad, um, but they just can't. They it's just. When Judge is there, he is their Superman, man. And uh, and when he's not there, um, this team is sort of lost. Yeah. And and is it, this team is going to maintain the trajectory in a, the toughest division in all of baseball, because Baltimore is here to stay. Um, Baltimore's forty four and twenty seven. Um, the Rays obviously are just going to keep on. You know, they're just a uh, locomotive, man. That team's not stopping. They're fifty one and twenty four. They're ten games ahead of the Yankees. The Toronto Blue Jays are 40 and 35. They're only a one game back of the Yankees. So if the Yankees are going to keep it up, you know, man, and I, I let the Red Sox off for dead. God, they won five. And in they've a row won now. five in a row. They're only, yeah. two games, they're only two games behind the Yankees. Uh, they would be leading the the central right now. How are the Red Sox in last place? They would be uh, leading both centrals right now. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's true. That's true. Oh man. But uh, God, dude, I, I just don't get it, man. Um, it that this is a really super tough division, man. Um, and I I would not be surprised if uh who flip flops in and out of there, man. I mean, yeah. I, I think uh those last three teams, the Yankees, Toronto, and, and the Red Sox, um, there's gonna be a fight. You can't write either either of them off. And if I do write any of them off anymore, just slap me in the face because I've wrote, I think I've written the Red Sox off twice. You have, yeah. And then now <laughs> they've come back for dead. So um, I just, uh, I'm, I'm just staying there. I'm staying away from the AL East. I'm not writing any teams off in the AL East until September. All right. Deal. Deal. I'll hold you to <laughs> right, it. Yeah. I'm done, I'm done there, man. I can write. Even if they go the below Central. 500 again, we're not writing them off. Yes. Even if they go below 500, yeah. I mean, like with, with where they're all at, man, I mean, it doesn't matter. Like, I mean, the, the, the twin, we just mentioned the twins, they're below 500 and they're leading the division. So, I mean, yeah, if, uh, the Red Sox or the Toronto drops to just 500, even, I mean, and the, yeah, it doesn't matter. And the Red Sox have the Red Sox played the Yankees. What do they? They won five out of six against the Yankees in the past two series. Yeah. They, well, they 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 swept the Yankees. They, just, and they, they swept the Yankees swept last series. Yeah. Um, and Fenway, they they it wasn't even close. Yep. Um, I think you. I think you had Alex Cora come out and say they're tired of playing uh, these Sunday night baseball games. Like when it comes to the Yankees, because it's such a long day. Like you got the. You know, you play baseball late, then you have to go for travel, and they're kind of they, they want to break from these uh, primetime games. Yeah. Uh, you know what? I I have one response for it. Um, you're one of the most marketable teams in baseball. You're one of the most profitable teams in baseball. You're able to spend all this money. Deal with it. I mean, that's just pretty much it. Yeah, it's not fair. It is fair. 
uh, you guys make a lot of money from it. So you guys, do yeah, that's the so thing. I, I mean, you can't, you can't complain about a travel day if you're making, you know, $30 million in a year. I, I don't know. It just doesn't. No, I mean, they're, they're drawing in so much money from the media deals from, right. from that. They're, they're the they're, advertising they're, and they're all spend, that. Yeah. The team spends the money the way they choose. They're able to spend the money um, as opposed to some of these other teams who might not have the money. Although I did, like I said, I don't tend to side with the owners at all. I, I always side more with the players because the ownership saying, Oh, we uh, lose all this money. Um, no, you guys don't. <laughs> if anything from what the A's owner donated $800,000 last week from 27,000 fans from the stadium, that just goes to show you alone from what they're making from they're just the attendance alone. Yeah. That, that's only from attendance. That's not from uh, concessions inside the concessions, stadium. merch. I mean, there's all yeah, kinds all of that. stuff. The parking. I mean, <laughs> yeah, parking. It's crazy. And imagine when they sell out for forty or fifty thousand fans. So, um, yeah, there, there's a lot, there's a lot there to it. But uh, yeah, man, Red Sox been on a roll. Um, let's see what else uh, are we missing outside of there? Um, uh, Cole had a dominant start. Um, by the way, Yankees uh, sense a breakthrough with a judge. With oh, judge, did you see that? Yeah, yeah. I just said that just popped up. Uh, let's go on and go here as we're going. Um, yeah, I don't know. I mean, a breakthrough. He got a plasma injection or something. I think they said so. Um, I mean, he's only on the ten day uh, IL, but man, it's really been no. He, they, they, um, yeah, exactly. That well, they had to push him because they were talking about the injury. You know, might they might get pushed into July, man. It's not even yeah. that. Might yep. push it into July, but uh, let, let's talk about the Angels, man. Um, the Angels are taking on the Dodgers uh, tonight. Um, got a freeway series going on here, um, and also, uh, man, the Angels. Uh, since we last talked, Otani oh, has just been an absolute monster. Dude, it's He's crazy. Homers. He's leading the league in homers and RBIs. I think, yeah. RBIs, and he's been amazing. Did you see the other night against the Royals? It's just like, man, Otani hits a go ahead. You know, just. Monster blast, and I texted my buddy who's an Angels fan. I'm like, man, dude, your team is looking really good. And then all of a sudden, the bullpen just came. They're like, wait, we're the Angels. What's going on here? And then, man, they gave it up, dude. It was really bad. Yeah. Um, yeah. But, oh, man, the, the Angels. Um, and Otani. This is one of those teams, man. Just where you think they're going to do it, they're like, nope, we're going to show you why we're not the, uh, not for real. Man. Exactly. Just, God. Yeah, Otani's um, uh, fifth in strikeouts in the majors, too. Ah, so okay. not only does yeah. he lead in home runs and RBIs, but he's also fifth in strikeouts. Yeah, but he's and what did you te- what did you text me yeah. the other day? You said we'll see. You said something about Shohei, and then you said you think. What did you say? You remember what you said? No, I don't. You said you thought that he would have the MVP locked up by the All Star break. Yes, um, I do think that is going to be the case because, I mean, man, the way he's pitching. Yeah. Um, there's no one else chasing him. Who else is chasing him? Judge was chasing him, but that's it. And I just think, I think Otani could lock it up by then, and he could play mediocre the rest of the way. Mediocre being, you know, hitting 15 more home runs, <laughs> 40 home runs uh, total. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, maintaining a a sub three and a half ERA. You know, so it's like, or sorry, sub below three, three and a half ERA. So like, you know, it's like he could just be mediocre the rest of the way and. He hasn't locked up, dude. His his um, the odds for him to win the MVP are at minus four hundred. Holy already. cow! So, um, I think Vegas agrees with me there. I yeah. mean, just just seeing how important this guy is to that team, um, 
does regardless if they make the playoffs or not, or because uh, at this point I don't think um, I, I still maintain that the Angels should trade Shohei and should trade Trout because I just they're not gonna I, I you'll see it man they're not gonna retain him they're not gonna pay him the contract they uh they they maintain confidence that they're gonna be able to give him five hundred million dollars are they really yeah I mean maybe maybe we, but... we've seen the we've seen the owner give out big dumb contracts before. The Rendon contract to the uh, um, Josh Hamilton contract. That they, I don't know if you remember that years ago. I think it was probably 2013 when this deal went down. But they signed Josh Hamilton to a massive, like five years, 150 million dollars, something like that. And uh, that was a bad contract. Just fan. But um, maybe Artie Moreno does uh, open up the checkbook there. Maybe uh, he decides to say, "Hey, I'm gonna give Otani this contract and I'm gonna sell the team." Uh, yeah. massive profit from it. Yeah. Maybe that's maybe that's a what they're trying to do. Um there there was a player survey t- um today. 57% of the players in the league think that Shohei Otani is going to sign with the Dodgers. Wow. The, 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 Dude, that's, that's what, what I've been saying this whole time. Yeah. I remember I said in the offseason or early before the season started, the Dodgers cleaned yeah. out house, man. They cleaned out house oh, yeah. and the rumors were that they were making room for Otani. Yeah, I mean they have um they don't have a lot of big contracts on the books. Um I mean that's yet to be seen. They can still go out and make some massive trades um with their depth and money. But uh we'll we'll see, man. Real quick, Aaron uh, Judge's odds for MVP are at plus fourteen hundred right now. Yeah. That's crazy. Makes sense, man. It's not gonna win. <laughs> no, it definitely makes not, sense. Not yeah, yeah. It's just that's just wild. I mean, minus four hundred, I mean, he's second on the list. I mean, that's just unreal. I mean, why not sprinkle a few bucks on it? <laughs> well, on Judge? Well, I mean, $25. Yeah. Get 400 You know, it's like, why, you know, why not? I like, the thing is, is still 90 games to be played. Injuries to happen. I mean, yeah. as much as I say Shohei locked it up, man, I, I, I'm not, I'm not, you know, terrified to admit that I'm always, I could be wrong. And Wander I'm Franco's third. times. Franco's third. Franco's yeah. third at plus twenty eight hundred. So double the odds of Judge. God, man, those odds are just insane. Pull up the NL, like just that discrepancy alone just shows you. Uh, yeah. So show is minus four hundred and Judge plus fourteen. Plus fourteen. <laughs> yeah. So Acuna is what minus one ten. Uh, Acuna is minus one forty. Cor- Corbin Carroll plus nine hundred. Freddie Freeman's plus five hundred. Wow, Mookie Corbin bets Carroll's... is eleven hundred. Dude, Corbin Carroll, we called it a few weeks ago, man. He was up at like plus three thousand. Yeah, what was it? It was like Damn. it might have been more than that. It might have been like thirty five hundred. People, people have been hammering. People that. are putting money on that. Yeah. So Caesars has him at plus nine hundred. MGM has him at four fifty. P- plus Corbin Carroll for Corbin Carroll. Yeah. Plus four fifty. Yeah. That's wow. second on this that's list. More, Freddie Freeman's proud. behind him. Yeah. On, on MGM. Caesars has them flipped. So Freeman's 500, Corbin's 900. But on MGM, wow. it's 450, and then Freddie Freeman's 700. Right now, the D-backs are leading over the uh, Brewers. I mean, man, again, when the writers, and this goes for basketball, it goes for football, and it goes for baseball, they look at narrative all the time. Mm-hmm. And for a team like the Diamondbacks, who have not made the playoffs in God, I don't know if you can look it up. I, I got you. Been, like, yeah. I think it's been like seven or eight years though, since they made the playoffs. And um, and they are, I think teams will look at them like a real contender. Like this team could win the World Series, kind of contender. Corbin Carroll's in three hundred four. 
Uh, he's bad third down lineup. He is the heart and soul of the lineup. You know, in Perdomo and uh, Cattell Marte, both are also like you know leading the way up there too. Like they're they they have the same batting average, bad two ninety five. Uh, Christian Walker has really stepped it up this year. He's bat two seventy three. Um, Yuri Guriel, uh, he's batting um, a two seventy three. So man, it's like uh, wow. Last time the D backs made the playoffs was in twenty seventeen. Twenty seventeen. Okay. And they've been a they've been a franchise for twenty six seasons, and they've made the playoffs six times. Man, and I wow. Um, well, and <laughs> yeah. I, I think that's actually a good. I think it's a good time, man. Uh, yeah. let, let's. I think we should bring up our uh, a new fun fact. So, guys, um, where every every uh, week we're trying to bring you a blast from the past, uh, whether if it's a free agent uh, signing or a trade, and you know, we're gonna do this all across sports. But since uh, since uh, MLB is going on, it's the uh, rifle beast for a rifle place for the MLB to take place. Uh, and we are doing, uh, you know, Steve, this was your idea. So I'll let you lead the way with it, man. Uh, who, who you got in the books? So I think today we're going to talk about, uh, well, somebody that I always liked a lot, uh, a little bit before my time watching baseball, but, um, my man, Kurt Schilling. Um, so he was, he was a Philly for a long time. And then in 2000, looks like 2000, he got traded to the yep. diamondbacks. On a pretty massive deal, and then the uh, the Diamondbacks won the World Series the next year. So, yeah, um, kind of similar uh, to to last week where we talked about um, CC. You know, we're talking about another pitcher here, but um, yeah, yeah, he, he yeah. led he led the league in wins that next season when they won. He led the league in wins, uh, games started, uh, innings pitched. He pitched two hundred and fifty six innings that year. Um, yeah. thirty seven home runs. Actually, that's probably not the good stat to read. <laughs> uh, yeah, but either way, I mean, they ended up winning a ring. So, and and this is a this is a guy who is a polarizing figure, right? I mean, even even right now, baseball, he's not in the Baseball Hall of Fame. Um, he should be in the Baseball Hall of Fame. This guy was a prominent starter on two World Series teams, uh, the Red Sox, helped in the Red Sox World Series drought, yeah. and he beat the Yankees in two thousand one. I mean, um, you want to, you want to talk about big game pitcher? Um, you any you you think of any big game uh, pitcher? Uh, Kurt Schilling's name comes to mind uh, up there with the other guys. Kopax, uh, uh, you know, Mariano Rivera. You, you think of Kurt Schilling up in that category? Um, he is not like he's not like all time dominant, but he is. Um, he's obviously on the line where some writers think he's a Hall of Famer or something. He's not, and for the writers. They, they have a personal vendetta against him because Kurt Schilling is polarizing. He criticizes them all the time. He criti- he criticizes a lot in baseball. And, uh, you know, I agree with some of his points, and I disagree with some of his points. But all that said, that should be left alone. I don't care what, uh, you know, a player says after baseball. If he was that damn good during his time playing, he should be in the Baseball Hall of Fame. Like, this was a guy, like I said, you know, the guys were the best postseason pitchers you'll ever see play baseball. Yeah. Um, like you said, man, he was so he was in a he was in a deal to the Diamondbacks uh, in exchange for first baseman outfielder Travis Leon, pitcher Omar Dahl, uh, Vincente Padilla, and uh, Nelson Figueroa. The only guy in that deal that I even recognize is Vincente Padilla. Padilla, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> He's the only guy in there. And I, so obviously you could tell who won that trade. Yeah. Um, the D backs did. 
Um, and, and like you said, man, the D backs at a time, uh, they, they had Randy Johnson. This was a team who had hopes of winning the world series. Um, that's why they made the deal. And then, um, here was a, here was a Kurt Schilling, uh, being quoted. He said, um, I will leave, uh, uh, during the trade. He said, I will leave here with nothing but the best memories on and off the field, uh, during, um, uh, a press conference where he was booed by the, um, Philadelphia. Yeah. He says I was booed. I was booed uh, so much less than probably uh, deserved to be booed, uh, which I don't think uh, too many people leaving Philadelphia can say. <laughs> but uh, and um, also it says uh, being quoted, he said it's it's not as tough as you think because it's all pretty much my fault. I uh, would create problems that um, shouldn't uh, that you shouldn't have been made. Um, but uh, that that was a uh, some quotes that he said during that time, and uh, man. Um, again, this was a guy, I don't know if you, do you have the stats in front of you? I have all of the stats right here. Yep. Cool. Yeah. I mean, he was, he was a three time, he was a three time all-star until that 2000 year when he got traded mid season. Uh, and then he was a two time all-star like the next two years when they won the world series came in second on the Cy Young voting two years in a row, actually 10th in MVP voting as well, both years. Um, and he led the league in a bunch of different stats, but let's just go career, Career ERA, 3.46. Um, career war, 79.5. Wow. Uh, that, that's pretty damn good. Yeah. So do you, do you have his post do you have his postseason stats from that year? That that that's really what I want to get to about this, right? Like the, when you brought when you brought this cat this uh category, I was like, that is definitely what comes to mind is the, the yeah. Kurt Schilling from that year and uh from like it's just like man, one of those things where it's like, wow, it he really was, um yeah, I got him right here. He was the World Series MVP that year too. <clears throat> um, let's see, two thousand one. He started six six games in that postseason. Three in the World Series. Wow, started three games in the World Series. That's interesting. Um, Dang. So yeah, two yeah, in the DS, no, I... one in the CS, and three in the World Series. Uh, wow. Let's see. Three in the World Series, man. That's not a lot. He, not a lot of pitchers do that anymore. No, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, and but he only played one in the conference series, so I'm, I don't know if they were just resting him or what. But um, one one point six nine ERA in the World Series, one point zero ERA in the conference, and a point five ERA in two starts in the DS. Wow, um, oh, man, unbelievable. Um, no, yeah, I mean he he had a hell of a postseason run. Um, b- back in the time during the trade, uh, the Dimebacks owner, Jerry Colangelo said, there aren't two, there aren't many, uh, teams who have a couple of number ones on their roster on the, on their pitching staff. Like we feel that we do with Randy land and Kurt Schilling. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's like, um, he said, this could be very significant addition in a very tight pennant race. And he was so right. Cause next year they went and played the Yankees. And don't forget that year was prominent. It was 2001. It was after 9-11. Um, baseball stopped. Um, that was like uh, just one of the times where it's like, man, it was a that year was magical because you know obviously the Yankees making that run to the World Series kind of felt like everybody was a part of that Yankees team. So when the Diamondbacks won, uh, remember that was Game Seven. They won. They they beat uh, Mariano Rivera on a walk off. Yeah, um, it was just it was just it was crazy, man. It was a emotional World Series for everybody in in this country, because um, 
baseball was you know really like the 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 only thing going on at the time the nfl uh baseball all paused all you know everything did at that time because of where we were at in the world but man uh yeah so i mean the dimebacks um they they were kind of up against the world at that at that time because everyone was kind of rooting for the yankees even not like kind of just your casual baseball fan i mean i'm sure i'm pretty sure you had you know casual baseball fans rooting for the the Diamondback story of what they were doing. But um, just at that time, the world with 9-11, everything happened. Yeah. Um, it, that World Series was a little bit um, imp- very impressive. Uh, uh, yeah. I got a couple more quick numbers for you, too, because this is pretty crazy uh, that I just right. saw. So in the NLCS that year, they played Atlanta. He pitched one game, and he pitched nine innings, 12 strikeouts. Wow. Uh, it was Dominant. a com- complete game. And then total, he pitched 48 innings in that playoff run and he had 56 strikeouts in 48 innings jesus christ yeah dude like he was a he was a a monster unbelievable damn yeah um no that like we were mentioning this guy man and he he, he's a really good he's a really good one that you brought up today um because at the time at the time uh he there was a buck showalter who was the man uh manager before the diving backs um played at st louis he said he could he can pitch once every fifth day hopefully uh this will be the new chapter for us we've uh, taken a lot of blows after 100 games and we're still standing um that was on their way to win the world series but man it's like um yeah i just can't uh, believe he pitched three i can't believe he pitched in three games i mean that's just well don't forget the play the playoffs weren't there was no wild card back then don't forget right right so yeah, the wild card didn't become a thing up until I think, I think it's been maybe a decade maybe since 10. all that started. It, yeah, yeah. So, um, but man, uh, yeah, you pitched game yeah. one. Uh, it's funny too because Roger Clemens was on that team too, and he was also a former Philly. Um, right. He pitched game one, and then he pitched. I can't even find it now. I'm looking at game five, yeah, game, game four, six, and game seven, and right? game he, game four, game seven. Yeah. Yeah, because I, I remember wa- watching my brother would, but sometimes uh, he had those '96 to 2001 Yankees uh, videos, and he would watch them. So I remember watching some of them. Two, 2000 was painful for me because that was when I became a Mets fan, and it was like <laughs> this whole depressive uh, next 23 years of my life. <laughs> yeah, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> but man, um, yeah, no, that that was a hell of a trade. Obviously, the Dimebacks won that trade, and uh, Curd Schilling, like I said, um, hopefully one day he'll get in the Hall of Fame if it takes some special counsel or something like that to get him in, uh, the guy deserves to be in just like, uh, I think Pete Rose one day, hopefully we'll get in as well. Yeah. But, um, but yeah. Uh, man, but I think that's, uh, all we got for everybody today. Thank you everybody for tuning in to the sports, my conduct podcast. I'm your host, Brian Argot, and I'm with producer Steve, the dream, and we will see you guys all next time.